When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenrider. Welcome to The Final Word, the show that invites you into the conversation. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. Let's get started. Here's tonight's three panelists. Please welcome from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com. Welcome back, Dan Kovacevic. Albie, what's more exciting, the fact that we're going to have this great Stanley Cup final for the ages between the Avs and the Bolts, or just that Jacob Truba won't be involved? All right, former Pitt and NFL tight end, Doran Dickerson is back. Hi, Doran. Hey, Albie, how you doing? Another great day of golf. Uh, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy ended up winning the, ch uh, the match today. Another great round of golf. Exciting to see what happens in the next few weeks. And also with us tonight, Steelers reporter Chris Carter is back. Hi, Chris. Hey, while we got the football lull is going on, NBA Finals Game 5, it's time to light it up, baby. Some of the topics we're talking about tonight. Give us five words. Your thoughts on the makeup of the Steelers as we hit the waiting period before camp begins. The Guardian cap helmets that the Steelers were wearing. Your initial thoughts after seeing those. All-star voting, it's open. Who's the best pick for the Pirates to be the uh, all-star rep? And will the controversy between Liv and the PGA Tour end up being good or bad for golf? Plus, of course, your final word. But first... The night's big topic. How much should the Steelers be willing to pay Deontay Johnson, or should they give him a new contract at all? Day and start us off. I'm not in favor of a big-time wide receiver level extension for Deontay, and I say that as somebody who likes the player, likes the person. I like what he's contributed to the Steelers, but you'll notice I said like in every sentence there. It's not love. Uh, if you look back over Deontay's last two seasons, you will find a hard fade beginning with the final four or five games of the season. That's when you need your best players the most. That's when an elite guy, and not that comparing anybody to A.B. is ever fair, but A.B. rose up when you needed him the most in the biggest games, and that hasn't been the case for Deontay. You can always get wide receivers in the next draft. Doran, how much, if any? Uh, you know, he's right in the middle. He's not in the top tier of wide receivers. And people think that getting a new contract is about what you did uh, previously. It's what you can do in the future. It's what, what consistency can you bring to us in the next three, four, five years if we do give you that contract. That's where I'm at with Deontay Johnson. I know what he has done. I know there's been inconsistencies there. Can he be consistent uh, in the future? I don't know. The Steelers are probably on the fence as well with, with that whole situation, too. So, to me, he's right in that middle road. I'm saying maybe $19 million to give you a price. All right, Chris. What's the rush here? He's under contract for another year. Everyone keeps saying, oh, should they pay Deontay? The, the time to decide that will be after this season. This past year, yes, Deion is right. He has faded the last two years late in the season. But this past year, even with that fade, top 10 in, rece in receiving yards, sixth in, re in reception, sixth in first downs re achieved by receivers. He is a guy that's shown potential. 
Don't push the button on saying absolutely not right now when you could do that next year if you want to. Say he blows up and becomes a wide receiver one this year. You want the chance to be able to sign him next year or franchise tag him or you tag him and trade him or someone signs him in free agency and you get a really big comp pick if he blows up. If he's terrible, well, you found that out. Let him hit free agency and deal with that then. But there's no rush on deciding this now. Let this first year of him dealing with a younger quarterback be the year that makes the decision, okay, maybe now we'll go with you. Yeah, that that's really the separator here is that what, who's special and who's not. When we, I guarantee you that you asked that same question of all three of us, Albie, as it relates to Minka Fitzpatrick, and it's like, oh, <laughs> no yeah, question. oh, yeah, there we go. Okay, it's got to be special. All right, a reminder, keep those comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. We're looking for five words on your thoughts on the makeup of the Steelers as we hit the waiting period before training camp. Brian from Facebook says, to it, will be sorely missed. Also from Twitter, we'll find out in September. And finally, also from Twitter, they're not a playoff team. Now, uh, Dan, Doran, and Chris, five words on the makeup of the Steelers into this waiting period. Dan, you're first. A lot better than 7.5 wins, I'll tell you that. That's currently where they're set on the Las Vegas odds. And that means that there are humans putting down actual cash on the Steelers to be at 7.5 wins this year. That is nuts to me. I saw an article in ESPN this week, an analytical article, that said that the Steelers are going to have a much better defense this year than they had last year when they were eighth overall in the league and that they were still going to drop to seven wins. What is wrong with you people? Do you not see that this team is going to be better in literally every position going into this season, including possibly quarterback? All right, Doran, five words. They should be feeling good. I mean, if you look around the Steelers roster, uh, they had a great draft. And especially in the quarterback room, as Dan said, they have a, a, you know, a situation in the quarterback room where you just love to have because you're, you're breeding healthy competition. I know Mason Rudolph's getting reps, but they want to see who the best guy's going to be. They want to have their pick of the litter. That's what they're going to have. They have a rookie guy they drafted. They have uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky. They have Mason Rudolph. That room is going to be solid. Then they patch some holes in the offensive line. Then they got some wide receivers uh, in the draft so I you know that's just offense so I'm I'm thinking that the Steelers are feeling really good about themselves right now all right Chris five words potential across the depth chart this is a team that has added to all the positions like like you guys were just going over there's several position groups that you're excited about we even know about the tight ends Matt Cannon even mentioned the word starter along with Zach Gentry and if you ask any of the Steelers who, who've been watching him in minicamp everyone's looking at it like whoa that guy's a little different this year and then there's Connor Hayward who everyone's excited about you're excited about the tight end room on on, on, a, on top of the defensive line group yes they're Stephon to it, but a lot of people are really excited about the Marvin Leal. Chris Wormley had seven sacks while being hurt last year. He's improving, and Isaiah Loudermilk has been taking steps forward. You're excited about Devin Bush's return, Miles Jack, the cornerback room. So much to be excited for, for the potential of a young group where everyone's in their mid to late to early 20s. What's wrong with being excited about the tight end room, Chris? There, no, I'm saying if <laughs> you're excited about the tight end group, you're excited about this roster, and okay. you should be. All right, still to come, the Guardian Cap Helmets that the Steelers were wearing. Your initial thoughts on those. From Twitter, they look like something out of a bad science fiction movie from the 1950s. The final word, we'll be back after this. This is the final word. 
Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider tonight with Dan Kovacevic, Doran Dickerson, and Chris Carter. Let's continue on the topic of the Guardian cap helmets that the Steelers were wearing. Your initial thoughts, Chris. I really like the idea of trying to make practices safer, trying to in reduce injuries. One thing that they were pointing out was, hey, what about the potential of, you know, how many times that you impact with helmets, helmet to helmet with linemen in practice? People may think, yeah, they look stupid. And, hey, yeah, they look goofy. I'm, no one's going to deny that. It looks like the dark, like dark helmet from Spaceballs out there. But I do, I do like the idea of, hey, you know what? Over time, it's not just one hit that gets you a concussion. It's banging your head off of another helmet time and time after get it. If this is going to help linemen be safe, this is better. If this is going to help people not get their fingers and hands smashed with helmets, I, I like the idea, especially if it's just if it's just in practice. If you're talking about game, fine. Find a way to work it in. But football does need to be safer. Player safety does need to be taken into account. Anything that does that that helps the game move it forward. All right. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Floyd on Facebook says, if they help, especially for practice, why wouldn't you wear them? Dayan, your thoughts? Well, my first thought walking out onto the field at the Steelers minicamp last week was, why is the NFL so much further ahead than all of the other leagues when it comes to this stuff? Because they really are. Uh, when I think of head injuries, my mind immediately goes to what we've seen in the Stanley Cup playoffs with these elbows and the cheap shots that the Rangers in particular were throwing out. Uh, if you look like the great gazoo and your head is safer and the rest of your life post-career is safer, there's nothing really to discuss here. Doran, I mean, you, you lined up as a tight end, mm -hmm. okay? You're going against those sleds, you're going against in, in practices, and you're going against uh, NFL linebackers and everything else here. Tell me that you wouldn't be safer in one of these things. No, you, you, you definitely would. My, my issue is, is that, yeah, like I'm all for it in practice and everything, but what we saw was they weren't they weren't going full speed. You know, they weren't hitting each right. other in, in minicamp and in OTAs. I think this was a little bit of a, not a PR move, but it's not, it was a little bit of getting the guys ready that this might happen in camp and also getting us ready to say, hey, you know, whenever camp does come around, this might be a thing. I'm all for it. Uh, you got to keep the, the, the head safe. You got to practice safely. And if this helps, then I'm all with well, it. Do you think <laughs> they'll do it in backs on backers? That's, I mean, that's, when you start getting into, I mean, you, you, you think know what that I mean? they would, though, right? That's one of the more, that's one of the more intense moments. And again, mm -hmm. yep. this is a trial run. We're not talking about this being the definitive future. This is all, this is all to see. Hey, does this help? If it doesn't, oh well, you try something else again. But at least there's effort on the NFL's part, like Dayon said. All right, Major League Baseball's All Star Game, five weeks from Tuesday at Dodger Stadium, and the voting has begun, Doran. Uh, with the voting open, who, in your opinion, is the best pick for the Pirates to be their all-star? I mean, for, to me, it's Cabrian Hayes. And, you know, whenever guys do get new contracts, they can either go backwards or they can go forwards. And we just talked about Deontay Johnson. It's what you can do in the future. Cabrian Hayes got $70 million, and he's batting, what, 277 right now. I think that he's the sure pick for the Pirates, if anybody, uh, to be an all-star. And, you know, he's proven his worth. He's proven his worth before. He's proven his worth now. And I'm sure he's going to get better and better as the years go on. For me, Cabrian Hayes. All right, back to Twitter. Hayes and Reynolds are my go-to picks right now. Chris, thoughts on who should be the Pirates' all-star rep? I'm right with Doran. It's Brian Hayes. He's been, he's been the guy you paid him. He's, he's followed through. There's been a lot of guys that you pay, and they don't end up working out. But the way he's hitting, you like the way that he's, that he's showing up, the future that he's bringing to the Pirates. you got to be excited about some of these guys. But, you know, something that Dayon often talks about, man, it's time to see some of these younger dudes coming up. It'd be exciting to see some of these guys come back behind him and him lead some younger players. I think that's an aspect of this that'll get more exciting as we see moving on after the all 
all-star game is if there's younger pirates coming up, how are, how are Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds leading these young guys and helping build a better culture for this organization? Dan? I, I love the season that Key has had. I love what Doran observed about the contract because Key never let that get to him. Uh, I, I'm around him a lot, and I, I know that his personality is like this. Um, Reynolds obviously having the down year up until going 10 for 15 just now in Atlanta. It's going to be too late for him. But I don't think either of them is going to be the choice. I believe it's going to be David Bednar. It's not going to be obviously through fan selection. That is done later in the process. It's harder always for a reliever to get chosen because of the number of them that are out there. But Bednar's stats compare favorably with that of the very best closers in the game right now. The only thing holding Bednar back is what? Plays for the Pirates, doesn't get many saves. One of the very best at his position. All right. Golf's big split has grabbed the headlines for most of the last couple of weeks. Dan, will the controversy between the Live Tour and the PGA Tour end up being good or bad for golf? Albie, there are two things that we've talked about as it relates to golf all year. And I don't mean on the final word. I mean in general in public. One was the obvious, Tiger coming back. Two was this. Which one was a bigger deal? It was Tiger. Whatever channel Tiger's on, that's where everybody's going to go. And I understand they've got their own little kerfuffle here, and Phil Mickelson wants some more money, and a couple other guys are going to go this direction. And some dude nobody ever heard of got $4.75 million for winning a tournament that nobody ever heard of this weekend. Nobody cares. It's still all about Tiger. And by the way, that's golf's problem. All right. Back to Twitter. Bad for the sport. Paying them to play takes away the competitive edge of the game because they made more money in their signing bonus than prize. Uh, Doran, it sounds like the four major sports. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it's good for the, the athletes. Obviously, they're getting paid. I mean, one athlete just won $4.5 million, and then in two years, in 2015 and 16, he only made like $2 million. So I think it's good for the athletes, but bad for the sport. Um, you know, I, I think it's bad for the PGA and, 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 and them trying to move forward. Uh, with a big name player because more guys are going to want to go to this league. It comes down to this to me. Uh, we're in a day and age where betting is legal. So if you can bet on it, people are going to watch it. That's what it comes down to to mm -hmm. me. If you can bet on it on the apps and whatever people do to bet, then people are going to watch it. If you can do that, it's good. All right, Chris. I mean, I think that the, the league itself is, is good. I like competition. I like, I like more opportunities out there. The controversy, I do think, is bad. Because I, right now, you're looking at a situation. Gary Player, a former champion himself, was talking about, hey, there's a lot of amateur golfers out there. There's a lot of people that, that need this opportunity, that need this money to be able to keep their game going forward. You need more chances to showcase those young names. Dan's point about Tiger Woods is very true. He draws the attention. But you need young stars to rise. And if it's harder to rise in the PGA right now, maybe more opportunities for those guys to show up in other places can help the sport and build their legend and then maybe there's a way to do it but if you're if you're butting heads with each other and penalizing guys for playing there that's that is not helping and I think that's going to be the long-term problem here all right tell you what it makes the U.S. Open interesting that starts Thursday when we come back around the horn on any topic the final word is next It's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Chris, you're first. 
everyone's wondering about Stephon Tuitt and how to replace him and the $21 million of cap space the Steelers have approximately right now. But here's what I'm telling y'all right now. The Steelers aren't going to rush into any move that forced them into something that might have passed up a better opportunity that's coming. There's plenty of time during this upcoming training camp where players are going to get hurt, trade opportunities are going to open up, players are going to get cut, and then a move will come. And it won't have to just come on the defensive line. Yes, Tuitt is a talent void that you're missing and a guy that was a star player in 2020 when he had over 11 sacks. But this is now a situation where you say, hey, you know what? Maybe Chris Wormley, DeMarvin Leal, and Isaiah Loudermilk fill the defensive line. Maybe use that money somewhere else like cornerback or the offensive line. All right, Dan, final word. There's one and only one bad thing about Jacob Truba and the Rangers being eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's that the NHL lost its last chance to set a meaningful precedent that you're not allowed to clip people's heads off. And now what you're going to see, mark my words, into free agency as his teams look to rebuild their rosters this summer, maybe even including the Penguins, you're going to find some GMs somewhere who say, hey, hang on, you're allowed to do this? You're allowed to skate with your elbow out like this and take people's heads off? Well, we need to get one of those too. It's going to impact more than one team this summer. Doran, final word. Uh, we're witnessing greatness. I mean, from the Lemuse, Gretzkys, Crosbys, uh, to the Tom Brady's, to the LeBron James, Michael Jordan, now Steph Curry. Steph Curry is playing yes. some great basketball. I know this isn't a basketball town, but tomorrow night you need to check the guy out. I mean, last game he had 43 points, 10 rebounds. He's six foot three. Came out of Davidson. Everything was you know, against him of making it as in the NBA. Now he's an all-star. He raises the level of his team. We're witnessing greatness. He is a great great athlete he's in the top tier and i can't wait to see what he has tomorrow night back in san francisco and a chance to win his fourth ring that'd yep. be crazy dorian yep all right thanks guys our final word now from social media from twitter jack del rio being fined for having an opinion shows the hypocrisy in pro sports especially the nfl you either allow all oh, opinions shut yeah, yeah, get out of here. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for your comments uh, <laughs> tonight. And while I can't thank every viewer of the highly rated final word, I'd like to spend 20 seconds thanking one of our most loyal viewers. I talked this past week to my old buddy, 96 year old Augie Friedrich, all World right, War II Augie. hero. Woo! 35 missions over Europe. Augie told me he never misses the final word. He's smart, good-looking, courageous, and now we know he's well-informed from watching the award-winning and star-studded Final Word. Thank you, Augie. And thanks missions. to all of you for staying up with us. I'm Albie Oxenrider for Dan, Dorn, and Chris. See you next time.